everyone. Welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Claire. And this is Cece. And happy Sunday, everyone, listening into our page six of our 29th series of Sendition. Grab a snack or sip some tea as we dive into our culture chat on... What diet culture and hair care have in common, or as what we have found. So I know it's a very odd title. Would you say that too, Claire? Yes. Yeah, so recently I have been searching up on how to take care of my hair because quarantine, you know, there's a lot of, I guess, free time. And my mom has been researching on how to, like, best eat or what you could say the best diet is, right? Mm -hmm. Because of quarantine as well. So, story time. Before, and I... Yeah, before quarantine, I swam a lot, right? And so I washed my hair almost every single day, Monday to Friday. Like some days in school, I'd come in with my hair wet. I remember that. Yes, and I really never brushed my hair. (laughs) I remember that as well. We'd make fun of her so much for it. And we'd be like, oh my god, you brushed your hair So my hair was just a yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so my hair was basically a complete mess, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> and not only was it messy, it was damaged, right, because of the chlorine. And at that time, I didn't really know what shampoo to use. So now looking back, those shampoos were not very healthy for my scalp. Mm-hmm. And part of it being damaged was that it was really frizzy, right? And I thought that I had super dry hair and whatnot. But during quarantine, I learned that my hair gets greasy and oily very easily. Because, like, I would wash my hair. And because I had no swimming, right? I would wash my hair on Monday. And by, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, it'd be really flat and greasy. And I was like, what the heck? So, as any person my age would do, I went on the World Wide Web and found a bunch of articles and followed a lot of like hair influencers basically. And what I learned that is that it's not good to wash my uh, I shouldn't shampoo my hair often and that the reason my hair was greasy is because I had shampooed my hair too often. Mm-hmm. And in quarantine, I didn't swim, right? Like I said. And so I wanted to be able... And I didn't go out. So there was like, oh no, my hair looks greasy to other people. Like, it, it didn't matter, Nobody right? cares because you're not... You're staying at home. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I'll finally give it a try, right? I tried... Even though my hair was greasy I would or oily, I would still try to keep consistent washing schedules. So like... I'd go from washing every other day to washing every two days. And then by the, I'd say two months, I would be able to last like three to four days without washing. And my scalp was blooming, hair was shiny, life was thriving. Okay? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And disclaimer, I mean, I don't know how much you guys, our listeners know about hair, but I just want say disclaimer I was already by then using a sulfate free shampoo so I knew that like washing my hair often like I needed a gentle shampoo so FYI like don't come for me for that like oh you should have tried this I already tried it okay (laughs) but 
I had to restart swimming because things opened up. And I was torn because I couldn't accommodate like these new hair principles that I had just learned into my previous personal lifestyle, right? Because you can't not wash your hair when you swim because there's chlorine in your hair and you have to get out because that will damage your hair even more. Mm-hmm. And even like despite this clash, right? I even though I didn't follow, I still swore on this rule. And I told my friends they, if they were complaining mm-hmm. about their hair, I would say, oh, it's not, you shouldn't wash it this often, blah, 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 do this, blah, blah, do this, until your girl did more research. And I found a lot of information that made more sense to me, basically. And that made me realize that these principle, this principle of, not shampooing often is not as clear cut as it truly is and I learned about the types of hair kind of obviously there's like thin fine hair medium coarse curly coily whatever Mm -hmm. but also what your true scalp sebum level is the porosity of my hair which would affect my hair washed out is which is porosity is basically like how much water your hair a hair strand can hold right Mm -hmm. if you have low porosity that means your hair doesn't hold much water while if you have high porosity your hair does hold a lot of water Mm -hmm. so long story short diving into the first few lessons of hair care caused me to have like what i would call this brandy melville ideology of a one-size-fits-all right i thought no matter what your personal lifestyle is, what your other things, uh, like other factors were, I thought that this principle fit no matter what. Mm-hmm. But after learning more, now I know more than, I know how much I don't know, right? Because I know that there are way too many factors to account for for how you should wash your hair or you take care of your hair, right? And yes, this is basically the Dunning-Kruger effect. Yes, I may have had just a tiny revelation that I just wanted to tell the world about. (laughs) But I think one thing that I think is a less obvious, or not not less obvious, but I feel like it sounds really stupid thinking about it, of like why I thought like that. But it's okay if you're, if a new thing doesn't fit into your lifestyle right because swimming was not something I was willing to give up in general right because it's exercise it makes me happy blah 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 and I wanted to keep it mm-hmm. in my lifestyle but at the same time I also was so wanted to keep check of my hair and I think there should be a balance like not a complete ignorance of I'm just not going to take care of my hair or I'm going to quit swimming. Like, obviously, those are extremes, but I think people don't focus on that. Like, you can't fit those together. Like, I know saying this sounds really dumb to me. Like, of course (laughs) it can. But sometimes, I think in general, when you learn something new, you shouldn't try to... I mean, in my opinion, when you want to improve your life, it's not about 
wrecking everything that you have. It's about fitting into what you already have. Mm-hmm. You can't uproot your life for one piece of information or one tiny change in your lifestyle. And I think some people do. And I see this in skincare too, is like with the whole clean beauty thing. Uh-huh. People will uproot their complete routine for after hearing, oh, parabens aren't good. One, that's not even true. And two, it's just at least know a bit more before you uproot your entire routine. And in general, it's never good to uproot your entire routine. You know, never say never (laughs) because things are nuanced. But in a general rule of thumb, I would say, especially with new things, I think you should try it out before ruining what you already have because sometimes it upsets the balance. Yeah. I guess the whole point is to just learn more before you decide to make any big changes. Yeah. For me personally, I still don't know much about hair at all. And I continue to wash my hair every day just because my dad makes me. So my lifestyle is not really cut out for you know, going days at a time without washing my hair. Plus, my hair gets oily pretty easily, so... We can't, we're gonna steer clear of that for now. But for me, <laughs> the biggest... Not the biggest, per se, but one of the bigger changes is skincare. And I'm sure Cece's proud to hear that. Because yes. in sophomore year-ish, or up until sophomore year, I had no idea what my skincare routine would be like because I never dabbled into the world of skincare it was only up till junior year that I actually had a proper skincare routine and even though I had a proper skincare routine the products that I used weren't exactly things that really worked for me so one example here is that I used to use a silicone face brush pretty much every day don't I know I'm not supposed to do that anymore, so I stopped using it. But my mom did recommend the silicone face brush thing to me a while back, and without thinking much about it, I was like, oh, okay, since there's so many benefits, it'll keep my skin clear, you know? And then I started using it, and I use it more and more often. But then I realized that my skin became a lot more sensitive, and the products that I used start to burn my skin a little bit, even though it didn't before. And I was really confused because my mom kept saying stuff like, oh, like, the skincare brush thing will help you with your skin, right? Until I did more research and mm-hmm. I found out that it was pretty much a physical exfoliator and you can't use it every day. Plus, my skin is also pretty sensitive to anything. That I also found by trial and error. So... I can't use a silicone face brush again. Well, you know, if you asked me, Claire, I would have told you. That's true. That is true. But then I didn't think much of it because my skin was still kind of clear. That's true, yeah. Exactly. So nothing mm-hmm. much really changed. It's just that I had a burning sensation. And I also had like itchy patches on my skin, which I realized was just my moisture barrier breaking down hella hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know. And I think that's a good example because... 
Claire didn't uproot her an entire routine. And because of that, like, you knew what was causing your thing Mm -hmm. pretty quickly, right? Yeah. And I see that a lot sometimes is where people uproot their entire routine and then say they get an allergic reaction or, like, their moisture barrier breaks and they don't know what it is. Well, that's because you uprooted your entire routine and you've added so many new products. Of course, you don't know what caused the change. Yeah. And I know some of you guys might be wondering, Cece and Claire, what does this like where are we getting to you know like and (laughs) you mentioned diet culture in the beginning like no what does that have to do with it well let me tell you (laughs) so like i said my mom has been learning about diets through youtube videos these doctor youtubers and i've been hearing her share what she learned at the dinner table for the past few months and it's shown that she faced this sort of learning curve In the beginning of quarantine, she was preaching about small snacks throughout the day to make sure, like, we didn't eat too much during our main meals. But now she's a, but now she's a big fan of eating zero snacks, which is the pain. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) pain for me, but no snacks and intermittent fasting. Now, of course, she seems sort of hell bent on doing this sort of diet and when i say diet i don't mean in the fad way like oh i'm gonna like juice cleanse or whatnot but more of what i mean is like how we should eat and Mm -hmm. consume Mm -hmm. now in my opinion i think there's always a best option for you and not everyone's diet is gonna exactly do the best for everyone right Mm -hmm. like although obviously intermittent fasting has like there are backings of it um what I've observed from, like, the parallelism between my mom and me during quarantine is that things like hair care, skin care, diets, fashion, almost anything that has, like, a lot of trends, you know, uh, mm-hmm. movements that mm-hmm. is often blown up way out of proportion. It's really hard to learn the truth or the best way about going on those things. Because, okay. say, like... I know I'm going to go back to skincare, but one recent thing is like hyaluronic acid, okay? So you've probably seen hyaluronic acid being touted like everywhere Mm -hmm. in like little ampules. And because uh, hyaluronic acid, especially in these big forms, like, oh, this is a full toner of hyaluronic acid, like focus on hyaluronic acid. Oh, okay. So you can't have a full, (laughs) that's impossible. I was like, wait a second, that's just hyaluronic acid. Like, I have a hyaluronic acid toner, right? Mm -hmm. Why it became a focused ingredient is because of its success in Asia. And also the the rise of, uh, like, Korean beauty here. Oh, yes. I'm sure companies and uh, chemists know this, but what a lot of consumers fail to recognize, and what I fail to recognize as well, is that there is definitely a difference in environment between asia and here especially say korea right so korea is a very humid place and hyaluronic acid feeds on moisture so when you that's why they always recommend putting hyaluronic acid on a damp face right because hyaluronic pulls moisture to make your face look plump yes or your skin look plump right yes and when you don't have that moisture it's gonna pull out from your skin and that dehydrates you essentially oh 
I did not under I did not know that. Yeah, so in places like Korea, it's great because it's humid. In Singapore, in like Guangzhou, but here it works for or it plumps up their skin for them, right? Uh huh. But say where we live, it's hella dry. It's dry as okay? fuck. So it's not as good as. Uh, for us as it is for people living in those humid areas and not only that i think hyaluronic acid especially say in places in i'm i mean i'm not saying it's bad but say in where hyaluronic hyaluronic acid originally became popular is because it makes the skin look super plump and like moisturized right yes unfortunately that's only on the top level Hyaluronic acid is too big to go into your deeper levels mm-hmm. of your skin or the deeper epidermis and whatnot. Yes. And so people, fortunately, there has been some sort of anti-trend against hyaluronic acid recently and focusing more on ingredients like glycerin, which is found almost everywhere. Um, I'm sure if like any of you guys look at one of your skincare products, glycerin is at least in the top five of the ingredient list. Okay. And it moisturize it hydrates just as well as hyaluronic acid and goes in deeper, right? But mm-hmm. glycerin is such a basic ingredient, right? Mm-hmm. Glycerin is of course not as fancy as like hyaluronic acid, but it does like the best job ever, right? Because what when you start to get into skincare, right? What comes out, what presents itself first it are the trends and the products that are saying, oh, this is full of hyaluronic acid. I guarantee you there is literally no famous product out there that says, hey, this has glycerin in it. That's true, because nobody cares about that at all. It's Because it's everywhere, right? And it's Once not hyped it's everywhere, up. no one really wants it. Yeah. And so with so much information, and dis- again, disclaimer, yes, I know there are glycerin bars at Whole Foods. I've seen them before, okay? Oh, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's glycerin, um, like... Um, soap bars, uh-huh. it's there. That uh-huh. Glycerin is in a lot of soaps, by the way, if you're, like, in soap making. Interesting. Anyways, there is so much information out there, and that saturation causes, like, just regular people who just want to f- read a few articles about a subject, right? Mm-hmm. And which, honestly, that should be enough for things that maybe you're not too interested in, right? Maybe you just want to know how to dress well, or maybe you just want to know how to, like, the like the essentials of taking care of your hair and your skin and your uh body right that should be enough right but then you get should be enough every now and then but because of that saturation it's so hard for these people to learn the full truth Mm -hmm. because you get the the trend instead of what you're actually looking for for your own self I mean, a lot of it is not wrong. That's why I say, like, half-truth, because people say, oh, fake news and whatnot, like... Like, it's not fake. It works for some people, but it might not work for you specifically. That's the thing. And it's not just half-truth. It's more like people accidentally learn that some... that things are rules in life. There's really no rule. It's always a general rule of thumb. That's why it's called that, right? Because when you're presented with these few articles, and I mean, usually people try to read, at least when they read articles, if they ever do, mm-hmm. you try to make sure it's from some credible source, right? Of course. Well, mostly And if you, you believe should. it's a credible source, you're going to put more emphasis on it and 
take it as what it is. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is the essence of why we started a podcast like this. We do news in our headline news. Wow, really? <laughs> and that's where really? our analysis. Really? Oh my god. <laughs> and we originally started because we didn't see enough in-depth analysis and news, but it does go on to, I guess, what you call quote-unquote less important stuff in the world. (laughs) Like, yeah, in headline news, we talk about death and politics. True. (laughs) This is more like a lighthearted, more lighthearted conversation about daily life instead of death and destruction. And daily life is almost as important, if not just as important, as things like politics. Because, you know, it's normal for us humans to focus, like, we think that we're the main character, right? And it's, like, it's important for us to be able to live a healthy, happy lifestyle. Of course. And to do that, usually, you want to eat well, so you can feel well, you want to dress well for, like, so many occasions whatever you want you want to be able to take care of your body mm-hmm. that's kind of the basis for a happy healthy life yeah but it's just harder when there's so many trends stifling yeah, stifling everything else yes and when you can't even take care of the basics how are you supposed to focus on things like politics mm-hmm. oh my That's goodness life. it's like the hierarchy of needs maslow's hierarchy of needs yes wow Actually, I read somewhere that Maslow's hierarchy of needs is kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, because there are definitely other situations that really don't apply to Maslow. But it is sometimes a nicer framework to have for yourself. Yes. Like, the principle is there. It's just that it doesn't apply all the time, you know? Well, that's all we have for you today for page six. We really hope you learned something today about trends and, you know, taking care of yourself. But before we leave you, we have our fun little thing to do on sunday to start your week off right to sleep in as late as you want <laughs> go ahead i'm i'm so down for that that's what i do all the time oh but people have work on monday damn well it's oh i mean sunday if you start to do on sunday sleep in or stay in but bed technically they would just say if you're listening to this in the morning go back to bed <laughs> i don't know <laughs> You know, like, like lounge around, relax. You don't necessarily have to go back to bed if you're already out of like out of bed. You know, like take it easy. Again, thank you guys for listening, and have a good Sunday. <laughs>